plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Hey folks, it's Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com back on the Locked on Bucks podcast. Uh, back here for episode 74 today. Uh, getting ready for Sunday's game, home game against Chicago Bears. Lots to get to today. The big news, the big news you guys have been waiting for for, I don't know, 30, 35 podcasts. Doug Martin back at practice on Wednesday. Uh, I cannot tell you how many uh, tweets I get on a daily basis. Hey, is Doug Martin back? Is Doug Martin practice? What are the odds of Doug Martin coming back on Sunday? Hey, can Doug Martin practice? Is Doug Martin back Sunday? Uh, a lot of that is fantasy-driven, and I understand that. Uh, but Bucks fans... Well-meaning, team-oriented Bucks fans have certainly been waiting uh, a long time to get Doug Martin back in practice. Uh, big deal. Uh, it's just back in practice. doesn't mean he's going to play Sunday. Uh, as we've seen with Clinton McDonald, you can be back at practice from a hamstring injury uh, for three weeks, as Clinton has, and still not play. But uh, the fact that the Bucks were as patient as they were uh, holding him out, I don't know, nearly, what, seven weeks? Um, September 18th is when Doug Martin hurt his hamstring early in that Arizona game. And again, Wednesday was his first time back. Looked sharp. Uh, Saw him doing lots of agility cuts. I had like a short seven-second video I posted. Uh, ESPN asked permission permission to use it on SportsCenter. NFL Network asked permission to use it. Uh, Lots of people uh, excited about actual footage of Doug Martin practicing. Uh, Now, again, we don't know whether he'll come back Sunday or not. would certainly be a big boost Uh, and a much-needed boost for this offense if he did come back, Uh, in part because the guys that were replacing him, of course, Charles Sims and Jaquiz Rogers, even Anton Smith, are out with their own injuries and and farther along than Doug is in terms of coming back. So rather than lean so hard on Peyton Barber and Mike James, it would help them a lot, even if Doug was just there as an ease-back-in game, just as a 10-carry, get-your-feet-wet better than 10 carries by your number six or number seven running back type thing. Uh, So anyway, very much uh, the buzz at practice and after practice was Doug Martin being back. Uh, Dirk Cutter still kind of muted in his, uh, I think Dirk thinks of it as some kind of strategic defeat to uh, acknowledge much more than a generic excitement that Doug Martin is back. So he's not saying anything in terms of uh, chance that he'll play or role if he played. It's just kind of any time an injured player comes back healthy, you're excited. Uh, so anyway, uh, lots of other injury stuff to get to beyond Doug Martin. Uh, Kevin Pamphel remains out. He's been in concussion protocol now for a full week. Uh, and again, this is probably Thursday. Today is probably the day where if he isn't back out there today, you would be concerned and wonder uh, what plan B would be, what the Bucks would go there. It looks like uh, obviously, Joe Hawley, the Bucks center, had missed the end of Thursday's game with a knee injury. He's been back and looks to be fine. And what that does is if Hawley is there at center, uh, it opens up things for Evan Smith to step in as the left guard for Kevin Pamphill if he can't go thir- uh, Sunday. Uh, they get kind of thin at that point, though. I mean, if, if Smith is a guard and Hawley is a center, uh, your next interior lineman would be like... Uh, 
probably Caleb Benenock, who has not played in an NFL game. Uh, they would have some shifting to do other than, other than that. So uh, we'll see more on Kevin Pample today. Again, the NFL certainly taking the concussion seriously. He remains in the protocol, has not practiced at all this week. Uh, and again, if he's not back today, I would think they, they start moving and planning as if he's not there on Sunday. Uh, Mike Evans, this is confusing a lot of you, but Mike Evans practiced again Wednesday even though he remains in the concussion protocol. Um, and when I say that, when I've tweeted that out, it, it's generally met with mass confusion. And just to explain it real briefly, uh, the NFL's concussion protocol isn't just a pass-fail. It's not just, hey, do you have a concussion? No, okay, go. Uh, it's, it's kind of a series of steps and baby steps, and it's kind of like uh, if they suspect you might have a concussion, uh, they're first going to ask you about your symptoms. And once those symptoms stop being anything concussion-related, uh, they're going to give you the clearance to have some kind of physical exertion, like a workout, uh, a non-contact run or something. And again, they'll check with you and say, are, are there any symptoms? And you say, well, no, I'm not. Uh, there's no headaches. There's no you know, foggy memory. There's none of the things you associate with concussion. Then it's escalated to, okay, well, let's have a non-contact practice. And if that goes well... Uh, you can be fully cleared to return to you know full contact and, and play in a game. So Mike Evans is pretty far along in that process, but still not so far that he's cleared from protocol. So that's still a little bit of a flag. Uh, Dirk Cutter had suggested on Wednesday that Evans could be cleared fully either Wednesday night or Thursday. So again, could very well by the next podcast have good news that Mike Evans is back and full go. Uh, took a nasty hit. Keanu Neal got him. If you guys remember that amazing one-handed catch uh, late in the game Thursday, uh, just got clocked coming off the field. Uh, and, and again, amazingly came back in and played after that point, but uh, certainly rightfully being evaluated for a concussion there. And, and again, if there's any one injury you want to be especially careful with uh, these days in the NFL, it's a concussion. Mike Evans, invaluable to this team, would be your MVP right now leading the NFL in touchdown catches with eight. Uh, very much the most productive part of this Buccaneers team. Uh, but you do want to be careful getting him back. Uh, curiously, for the first time in his career, Jameis Winston was listed on the injury report. He did participate fully. So to be clear, he's fine. Uh, but it's one of those, uh, by the rules, if you miss the end of a game with an injury, the NFL wants you to list that person on the injury report the next week. Uh, so technically, he's on the injury report, but again, looks fine, has been adamant since minutes after the game Thursday, he would be fine. Uh, but just interesting to think that he had made it 24 games into his NFL career without an appearance on an injury report. Uh, otherwise, beyond that, Russell Shepard is still out with uh, his hip injury. Um, Clinton McDonald is back practicing, as we've mentioned, although that doesn't mean he's playing. I talked to Clinton yesterday. He seems optimistic that he has made the progress, does not feel anything wrong. There's no hesitation in his hamstring at all, and is just waiting for the trainers to clear him. Felt optimistic this is a week that might happen. Uh, that's a big boost for the Bucks if they get him back, uh, especially facing a solid young back in Jordan Howard with the Bears this week. Uh, so that <coughs> covers your injury updates for the week. The, the other thing that I, I just posted a blog on this morning I found very surprising. Uh, Derek Brooks, the former Bucks linebacker, Hall, Hall of Famer, uh, does a weekly radio show on 620 here in Tampa uh, with Steve Dooming 
uh, and, and Brooks is a fairly uh, positive guy. Tends to be a, not a very critical guy when it comes to the current Bucks. Uh, very apologetic for the most part. Uh, so it stood out a little bit that he had some harsh words to say. Uh, you know, Thursday night not only was a forty-three to twenty-eight loss to the Bucks to the Falcons, uh, and again forty-three twenty-eight. To be clear, this was a forty-fourteen game. Uh, Falcons even pulled their quarterback at the end of the game. Uh, very much a. Uh, if they wanted to win by more than 26, they could have, the way that defense was playing. Did not force a single Falcons punt. Um, Matt Ryan, you know, had a heyday, as he has with many teams this season. But uh, So Derek Brooks uh, was on hand in person. Thursday night was John Lynch getting inducted into the uh, Bucks' Ring of Honor. Uh, so Brooks was there, Sapp was there, Dungey was there, Rundy Barber was there. All of these key members of... Uh, the defense that the Bucks had leading up to the Super Bowl, except for Dungy, the defense that they had in the Super Bowl. Um, and you can kind of juxtapose that greatness on the field watching an NFL team run all over a Bucks defense. Uh, even if it's the best offense in the NFL with the Falcons, that was disconcerting. i try and actually play you some audio from this uh, just so you can understand what, uh, what Brooks said. I could read it, and it really wouldn't do justice. But this, if I'm doing this right, this should be Derek Brooks. Uh, talking about John Lynch going to him, and, and Lynch, he said Lynch walked over and said, Brooks, what is wrong with this defense? Uh, he's kind of said, Derek, like, you, you live here. You see this. What is wrong? So here's what Derek Brooks had to say. I guess from an emotional attachment, obviously what he was feeling with his uh, honor of going into the ring of honor, it was just surprising for him to see live just the small subtleties of this football team not – Executing for some simple things as effort, and uh, yes, there was some effort plays that I felt our defense gave up to that Atlanta offense, and it just was pure effort. Effort that did not win. It wasn't scheme. It wasn't right play. Bad defense. It was just effort. Mm. There you go, Uh, Derek Brooks. And again, effort is kind of almost a taboo word in terms of locker room criticism. If you hear coaches to a man when you ask them, hey, what wrong went, what went wrong Sunday? Uh, they'll say, it wasn't an issue of effort. It wasn't a, it wasn't a matter of effort. Or the effort was there. Um, so when you call out effort and you question whether somebody is giving everything they have on the field, that's a serious criticism to make. That is a uh, kind of almost a low blow in, in the NFL unwritten rules of what you say when you criticize a defense. Um, you can say... Miscommunication, missed assignments, missed tackles, over pursuit. These are all errors of aggression, if you will. But effort is an error of omission. It's you stopped playing, you didn't give it everything you had. Um, and I'm sure Brooks will backpedal from that. I'm sure he's saying there were, again, and he did say on air, there were plays that he was very proud of in that Falcons game. Uh, but to say that a, a de- defensive struggle and a loss is pure effort. Uh, is some pretty harsh criticism from one of the most respected defensive guys in town. So I will be curious uh, what, if anything, Mike Smith has to say. Uh, We get Mike Smith on the podium today. And again, I'm sure Mike Smith is going to defend his players. He's going to say the effort is there. Uh, They just aren't communicating well. They aren't grasping this defense as quickly and as thoroughly as they need to. Uh, That much is evident. They've given up 1,087 yards in the last two games. Uh, Again, fourth most two-game stretch in 50 years by any NFL team. Uh, 
So Mike Smith is well aware, well aware of these struggles. Uh, and I think, you know, this is a week, as we've talked about, where there should be an urgency and an immediacy to the Bucks playing more Buccaneer defense. And that's turnovers, and that's getting off the field on third down, tackling soundly. Uh, so many missed tackles in these last two games. It's hard. I, I was on the uh, Buccaneers' pewter panel, which is their in-house weekly 20-minute TV show, uh, and one of the reader questions was, what position would you give the highest grade to on this Bucks team? And it's really hard to do that because you sit there and you say, well, I cannot give that to any of the defensive positions. Like linebacker, there have been so many missed tackles. Secondary, there's so many plays over the top. There's only four interceptions for this team. Defensive line has certainly been decimated by injuries but hasn't had nearly the consistent pressure of the sacks you'd have. So you can't go defense. And then you sit there and you say, well, uh, offensive line, you could make a case for. They have held up. Regardless of who the running back is, they've run pretty well. Uh, They haven't protected Jameis Winston. Great, but they've done all right. But even then, the penalties kind of stand out to me. If there's an area where penalties have been the most glaring on this team, I would say it's offensive line. (coughs) If it were just Mike Evans, I could say receiver. But there's so many other receivers. They've been decimated by injury. The backups haven't necessarily stepped up and played that well. Uh, receiver has been good. I think it's held up pretty well, given who they had and who they haven't had. Jameis Winston, you can make a case for, just because Jameis Winston's on, por- on course for 34 passing touchdowns, which would be the best season by a Bucks quarterback ever. His turnovers have definitely still been high. I think he's done a good job in the last four games of limiting that, if you will. Uh, but seriously, when I, I had to do that on our, I, I went with the punt coverage team. I went with Brian Anger uh, and the Gunners leading with Josh Robinson and, and Russell Shepard and how well they've been. Uh, there's not many things about this team that you can say are top 10 in the league or top 5 in the league. But punting is right now, and, it, and it's been a strong suit for them. It's helped uh, hide some defensive blemishes. Obviously, some of those you couldn't hide. But... Uh, I don't know what else you'd go with there in terms of what you'd point to. Running backs, you've seen some production. They've weathered an amazing amount of injuries pretty well. But it's hard to think about a position you'd grade as really high as a a B or an A or something like that. Uh, Anyway, Derek Brooks, uh, you heard his comments. I'll be curious to see what, if any, uh, fallout there is from that today. Lots more coming this week. Uh, we're writing on Levante David, his struggle, writing on Mike James, potentially having a chance to step up here. Mike James is in a, an interesting spot because he's got an opportunity right now uh, in terms of taking on a bigger role in his second week back, but he also has Doug Martin potentially coming back. So if Doug Martin comes back, uh, you know, now you're probably putting Russell Hansborough back down, inactive. Uh, once Doug's back, Mike James is back to being a second or a third running back. So it's a very limited window for Mike in terms of his opportunity to take advantage of an opportunity to be a primary back in the NFL when you haven't even been rostered in the NFL for much of you know the past year. He's been a practice squad guy here and there. Uh, but that's a big opportunity for, for Mike James if Doug Martin can't go on Sunday. Uh, so lots more to come. we got one more podcast to preview the Bears on Sunday. Uh, had a chance to talk with uh, Chicago folks as well. So there's lots more we talk about on the Bears side too. We'll get to all that on Friday. I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, Doug Martin is back. That is your big thing today. Uh, we'll have more on him. Can he practice again on Wednesday, on Thursday? Uh, you know, we'll know better next podcast how likely it is he could actually go and play 
on uh, on Sunday. But big step to get him back on the practice field for Bucks fans. Uh, we'll have more on that coming up. For now, uh, episode 74 is in the books. Thanks very much for listening, guys. We'll be back on Friday for the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. This is Greg Allman. Thanks again for listening to the Locked on Bucks podcast. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.